0: Hey, friends, welcome to another episode of Forging the Path. My name is Adam, and this is a podcast that's all about helping men become the men that God created us to be. And we do that by fixing our eyes on Jesus and following him wholeheartedly. And on these Friday episodes, I try and keep it short and sweet, share a couple stories, and ask a question or two. Today, I wanted to share a story. That happened about 10, 15, maybe, 15 years ago at a big Christian conference in the Midwest. What happens is these two guys bump into each other before the conference, before the program is about to begin. And they were shocked, surprised, and then very happy. And they greeted each other with, with a look of like, what? You're here? No way! And upon passing by you know, and, and finding seats kind of near where these two guys were going to sit, it became obvious that they worked together at the same company and in the same office and they had done so for years. But neither one knew that the other one was a Christian. Neither one knew that the other one had any amount of faith in Christ. And so they were... They were happy, man. They were happy as all get out. But my heart sank. My heart sank because these two guys had obviously never shared their faith. And and if they didn't know that each other were a Christian, how many other people around them in their workplace, in their neighborhood, in their community who know them, they have they probably have no idea that they're a Christian. well and this is probably a symptom that's prevalent in the American church at large we are far too timid about our faith and if someone does in fact love and trust in the Lord they don't know how to let that light shine like Jesus said in the book of Matthew they don't know how to be salt and how to be light in the world and even if they know kind of how to they they have a hard time being bold enough in doing so because the fact is not everybody's gonna like it not everybody's gonna respond favorably oh you're a Christian oh you love Jesus Oh, you have certain values and standards that are contradictory to the rest of the world. <laughs> Those conversations are sometimes going to bring challenges and troubles, and maybe even a little persecution. And not too much in our country, not yet. Although I think that's coming. And, uh, and it reminds me of First. Uh, I'm sorry, Second. Second Timothy one seven. It's just been one of my favorite verses to remind myself of and, and discuss with other guys in my life over the last probably three or four years. And Second Timothy 1.7 says this, For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And in some translations, I really appreciate that the, the word for fear in the Greek is, is very close to something of cowardice or timidity, being timid. And so you could, you could read that also. For God gave us not a spirit of timidity, but one of power, love, and a sound mind. We are not called to be fearful, timid, or, or cowardly. And if that's in our lives that is certainly not coming from the spirit of God now look I'm not I'm not suggesting that we all need to go out 24/7 and and try and evangelize everyone and everything that we run into uh, that's that's not biblical either um, but I am absolutely challenging all of you out there as well as myself let's Ask the Holy Spirit to help us not be timid, not be cowardly, not be fearful, but to rather be powerful, loving, and of a sound mind. That is what the Holy Spirit gives us. That word for power in the Greek, it's the root word for dynamite. It's explosive, forceful, mighty. And that word for love... He gave you a spirit of power and of love. That's agape. That is unconditional love and goodwill. That is a love that is like God's. And it's it's a resolute choice of one's will, not just a feeling. Okay, agape is not a feeling. Love is not a feeling. It has strong feelings that accompany it, very strong feelings. But it's it's not just a feeling that can come and go, that can ebb and flow. It's a resolute choice of the will and it's unconditional. and then sound mind. some translations say self-control, self-discipline, it has the uh, it has connotations of prudence and wisdom. So this kind of spirit, powerful, loving, and of sound mind, it only comes from the spirit of God. and when We have that, there's no fear. And it reminds me of another verse in 1 John you know, there is no fear in love. Perfect love casts out all fear. So I think the solution, (laughs) the prescription to some of our timidity some of our fear, some of our worry, some of our anxiety, some of our cowardice is not necessarily to, to grit our teeth and to try harder and to do more and gosh darn it, be better. <laughs> I'm not suggesting that. I think the solution really is, are you spending enough time with God in the Word and in prayer to be filled daily with the Holy Spirit so that he who is the source of power, love, and of a sound mind is regularly filling us up. So the, I, the, the first suggestion <laughs> that I would give you is, man, spend time with the Lord in word and in prayer. That will do something for your boldness. Strengthen your relationship with the Almighty. And you will find yourself being far less timid. When I'm timid and when I'm fearful, that's the first place I got to go to. Which it happens to me too, by the way. I get in those moments where I'm timid, where I'm fearful, and the best thing I can do is run fast and hard into the wide open arms of Jesus and get alone with Him. That's a that's a fear killer when you're in his presence, and devouring his word. The other thing I would suggest is a little bit of exposure therapy. Um, This is a psychology approach. It's, It's voluntarily exposing yourself in small measured doses to the things that you're afraid of. So one of the ways to get over our fear of sharing our faith with other people, of praying boldly for other people, stepping out in faith, is to begin doing that in small measured ways. And you'll see God show up in awesome ways. And you'll realize, hey, like this is, this is actually what we're called to. To let a, a dying world know what the truth is. To let them encounter God's love through me and my interactions with them. It doesn't necessarily just magically take away all all fear and worry, but it does make us braver, bolder, and more courageous. You know, most men, I think, in the church today, from my conversations, have not experienced the kind of Christianity that we read in our Bibles. We read the Gospels, we read the book of Acts, and, and we see we see a bold courageous faith and and we see we see people getting healed we see people getting saved we see we see demons being cast out of people we see spiritual warfare and most men they don't have a a testimony like that necessarily when's the last time you kicked a demon out of someone's life when's the last time you prayed boldly for healing and you saw god do some supernatural work when's the last time you just in a simple way shared your faith with someone these are these are very regular things in the new testament it's very normal christianity if you ask me and i think one reason we're not experiencing that in much of the church in america is because we're simply way too timid so what would our lives look like if we took this to heart? What would our lives look like if we if we began to face a little bit of what we're afraid of, especially out there in public, at the grocery store, you know at the at the kids' soccer game, you know, on a walk around the neighborhood in in our workplaces, and we actually conversed with people, we got to know them, we shared our love of the Lord with them, and we gave them an invitation to know Him as well. What would, our, what would our lives look like? What would our churches look like if we really took to heart 2 Timothy 1.7? Oh, God didn't give us a spirit of fear or timidity. He gave us a spirit of power, love, and of a sound mind. that's my challenge to you guys. What would our lives look like? What would our churches look like if 2 Timothy 1.7 was a living reality?